Welcome to the Tech Health Podcast. I'm your host, Saul Sherry, and this is episode 5, an app fit for any runner. Last month, I went along to the Fit Tech Collective meetup event at US2 in the T building in Shoreditch. After the presentations were over and I was having a drink and a protein bar, as you tend to do at these events, I got chatting to a chap who runs the technology side of a personal trainer for people who want to run. Now this is a technology for a different kind of running tracking, shifting from just recording time and distance to focusing on performance, even to the point of injury prevention. So fast forward a few weeks and I was sitting down with Sean Radford, medical doctor and CEO and founder of Train As One. So using data from wearables and questionnaires, Train As One establishes your level of fitness and then pairs that with your goal and available time and creates this personal training plan which moves it's almost an organic being that, that moves and, and adapts to fit you each time you run it will adjust your plan based on your performance even down to adapting sessions based on the weather uh, it's an app or it will be currently it's an app in its most basic sense an application that you access from a browser but it's got a lot going on in there uh, and it started its life as the most humble of documents a spreadsheet. So here's Sean to fill us in. Yeah, so I, mean, cause I suppose it might be the first thing is my background. I suppose is important. I am I am a medical doctor. Um, I've also been writing software, well, and well, selling software since I was twelve. So it's uh, what over thir- uh, over thirty years now. So quite a while. And I also got into running, uh, which is again an interesting long story. So I won't go into that. Um, and basically when I was running I, I hit the usual problems that everyone else starting to run um, especially years ago we didn't have access to the internet like we do which was very different and so I went back to principles on uh, how people trained and looked at all the scientific papers which were all based really on Olympic athletes and some good club runners and things like that and uh, I applied those to myself and then I rapidly progressed in my ability and I was a podium finisher in international multi-day mountain marathons then I started training other people um, came up with the idea to train one in year 2000 basically and built some software back then uh, it was just a bit of you know a hobby in my spare time sure. and then a few years back it was came the opportunity to actually do do trains one seriously and also you know, the technology had caught up um, and so I started, yeah, with spreadsheets um, as a concept to see if it were actually other people would want this sort of thing. So it, it was Google spreadsheets. Um, so I had a you know shared spreadsheet with these individuals I was doing doing it with, and it was basically done on a weekly basis at that time just to uh, keep things simple. Um, and where I, I would know, first of all, I'd, then when they come on board, I would get as much of their data as I could, uh, give them a plan for the week um, and they would generally tell me you know the week ahead what they days they thought they could run and stuff um, and it worked like that and it went down really well and then it progressed um, originally I thought we would straight away dive in to have a mobile app um, because I thought to get a lot of people using it they will 
they would just want that ease of use and the ability for this, the actual app to tell them what to do as they're running and stuff. Um, but we, as we just sort of evolved, evolved it, it became actually people... That barrier, which I, I thought would be the biggest barrier to people using the software, didn't actually exist. Um, and so we just carried on building and improving the algorithms on the, the back-end server. That's really interesting because there is a kind of an over-fascination with being able to get something out of the app store for, yeah. uh, especially for a runner you know we've got a plethora of options that are out there yeah. what's the uh, have you got any insight on, on why that's not proven to be a problem um, <clears throat> I think to be sort of completely mass market appeal then yes an app will be the thing and we, we have already started uh, in the very early days of building our own apps um, but I think the first people we've attracted are just so keen on their sport, so on running, um, and a lot of them uh, they're, they're quite tech savvy as well. Um, but though again, I can think of a lot of them who aren't. Um, so, so it has been just an interesting, interesting thing. Um, but I think it, it is still a, when we've asked our existing users, "Do you want? You know, do you really want an app?" and it's only a few, you know, right. a few people actually say, "Yeah, I really, really want an app." Um, I think they got used to how the system works, and so they're quite happy. It's like myself, I, I just memorise because I do, you know, I do use Trainers One myself, sure. um, and I just memorise all my workouts and things, and I, so I find it very easy. But I'm, I help build the system, so I, you know, I know. Sure. Um, so it will be, I think, you know, it will be interesting when we actually go to an app and just hopefully we'll see, a, you know, even bigger takeoff. Because there are lots of things we can do in an app that we can't do at the moment. We're using other big piggybacking of, of other people. Along the lines of in-run guidance and yeah, that sort it, of thing? Yes. Um, the in-run guidance, which we can do, uh, we, we've already looking at the uh, APIs and the, the d- data you receive on the phone itself, I think we can do actually a really good job. Um, and then it's it's not just about in-run guidance on a static run that you've been prescribed for that day. Uh, there's actually things we can we will need to well, not need to, but we want to do, which will actually change your workout while you're doing it, depending on what, what it's actually detecting. Okay. So I think that would be something very interesting. At the moment, for the user, it's it's a browser-based experience, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is um, mobile, sort of enhanced uh, and I think it's about 60-70% of our users access the site from a mobile okay yeah great and so that you um, you feed into it when you'll be available for a run it knows your previous runs and distances and, and what have you and then it, it spits out yeah, well, so in that case, you should try and achieve X. Yeah. So in, in the ideal in the ideal scenario, you will um, have data in an existing running app, um, and the easiest for us is basically, or for everyone, is if it's in like Strava or Runkeeper, and we get direct feeds from them. So if you were using that one of those apps on your phone, then it's virtually as soon as you get home and you, your, your run is uploaded to Strava or Runkeeper, then we get notified and we receive right. it. Uh, now a lot of sports watches and other apps can feed directly into those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's other third-party services to sync data across all the different running apps. Okay. So it is an automated system. 
um, you know, and but you do have the option of just uploading um, run running data, so as GPX files. There's three formats we support, uh, so you have the option of uploading them and getting the system, you know, uh, feed the system with your data. Sure. Um, if you don't have any run data, you know, so and it could be a case your battery died, and you went for a run, and you think, well, I actually been for a five five k run. You need to know about it. You can tell us, you know, put a manual entry in. Um, but of course, the system all that has to go on is that you run five kilometers in this time, and it's we 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 analyze every single second of your run. We do, we 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 do about a million calculations for every single second of your run. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to come up with these numbers in many ways, but sure. it, it's just to help illustrate the amount of processing we're actually doing. So it really isn't. So if it's, I'm if I'm peaking halfway through my run, or I mean, is it taking in uh, climb data or yes. in, and all that? Yeah, and we married that up because altitude data you receive from a mobile or a watch yep. is quite poor, yep. and some are re- really bad. <laughs> um, so we married that up with Na- data we've got from NASA. Um, and yeah, and we we do so we analyze the data in so many different ways, and of course we we can take heart rate data as well, and we've got all the temperature things. Um, we don't. People often say, "Oh, do you need?" And they we want people just to go out for their run, and it's one long activity. Mm-hmm. We don't rely on any markers of like you know you've sped up at this point, or you've had a rest at this point, or any of those things. Sure. The system is truly analyzing what you've done. Um, and coming up with um, basically metabolic and physiological parameters out of it. Okay, so amazing. <laughs> um, and the, there's an interesting element to this, which is not just performance uh, improvement. Mm. Um, so should, we should backtrack a bit and say you kind of feed the machine your goal. So I'm getting ready for a, a 10k, or I'm yep. getting ready for a marathon, and it. And it builds up to that so it kind of based on your input looks at what you're doing and tells you the next best step to get ready for that run yeah that's but, that's exactly it. at the moment we uh the only goals at the moment is, is a race um and so it could be someone that is that race is going to be for them a pb yep a personal best but it could be as similar as they you know they they've never done that right you know and they just want to get around but they just want to be trained in the most efficient and effective way so you're not just telling it your uh, goal distance. You're also telling it what you want to get out of that run. Uh, not at the uh, not at the moment. Yeah, next sort of about ten days time. Okay. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> we're going to start. Yeah, we're going to start to put that that sort of level in because we're going to actually, which will be another unique thing is we're going to actually start to allow people to put in multiple races or in, which will right. be very interesting. So it might impact how you train for the first race if the second race is quite short. Uh, After it, yeah. So, I mean, what commonly what commonly happens is people will have, say if someone's training for a marathon, their company would have like a half marathon a little way before. Yep. And I, in fact, the um, what over two million sort of serious runners in this country on average, they do something like well over a, a ten events a year, and training between those, that you know, there's uh, using static systems. There isn't a way of doing it. Sure. So at the simple level, we say, well, if someone's training for a marathon in, say, 20 weeks' time, they're going to do a half marathon, you know, maybe six weeks before, then we can train them for, for both events at the same time. And it could be that their half marathon, they don't want a PB, is purely a training run, and we can tailor everything around Brilliant. them too. 
So th- at, at the moment, with a, a standard uh, wearable, if I'm if I'm prepping for a 10k run, mm. my training shouldn't necessarily consist of running 10k's over and over again. Yeah. And, and that's where yeah. that's where you step in. Whereas with a standard wearable, kind of the, the, mm. it's measuring a lot of stuff. But my main stat at the end of it is how far I ran yeah. or how quickly I ran. Yeah. And so there's an, another interesting element to that, which which um, so with your medical background is is very uh, central to this, and it's around injuries. Yes. So what's happening within all that data mm. that, uh, on your? Uh, on the Trainers One website, you've got the, the great readouts of this many personal bests, this many podium yes. finishes, and zero injuries for, among the users. What's happening yeah. Yeah. statistically there yeah. in the in the numbers to to cut injuries down in that way? Yeah, um, I mean, first of all, those those personal bests, the numbers you see on on the website and the um, those other stats were have been sort of to date where the zero injury. We can hand on a heart say that it, that was during our alpha, alpha trials on the early days where we were okay. actually really intensely monitoring every single person. Because um, we don't, we had, we've got I don't know how many sort of thousands of user at the moment. We we don't monitor everyone that closely, um, so I I couldn't say that people who've had a injury due to trainers one sure. or while using trainers one have recorded it in our system so we have got an injury management phase which allows you to then help manage an injury and part of that is get that at the moment is we we want as much of that data as, as possible because it's going to be will form part of the ai to actually in, you know, manage other people with similar injuries okay um what we do know is from um anecdotal evidence uh, of all of, of our runners um, we've got numerous cases where people have come on board and when they've started they've actually said well I, I, should, I st- should I start or should I wait because I've got you know, a certain injury and stuff and we actually ask them to record it and then start using the system and I could give some great examples of where people's injuries have just have gone where they, where they have followed trainers one um, and it's quite remarkable, actually, some of the these cases, and it would be, you know, fantastic to do some run some trials within, you know, using Trainers One uh, for in the in case of injury management um, and injury abatement. I think it, it's we know from the studies that you know, like ni- over ninety percent of runners get a running related injury in their in their running history, and every year fifty six percent of runners get injured so it's basically every year you know someone's sure. getting injured and they've all been shown to be from um sort of inappropriate running doing too much too soon and too much of the wrong things you know and they, commonly they call it you know people say overtraining, but it's it's not that's not really the right term um and what trainers one at a simple level what trainers one is doing it's it's measuring this sort of load uh on the body and there are existing um, ways, which are called like uh, do like trim training impulse and different ways of as a simple measure of measuring load. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do just a, more, a, a far sophisticated version of that because we're looking at instead of looking at the whole run as a simple five you know, k or whatever, we're looking at 
each individual second and correlating with with elevation and other parameters and we can come up with numbers which are actually quite different to if you just do it as, a, as an average training impulse and using that often when someone goes for a run and and it's actually been far more um stressful mm-hmm. on their body keeping things simple and then of course subsequently the plan will will, will change and it it sort of holds it sort of, you can always say it's basically holding them back from running because I think the, the body in not just with you know running in general has such a tremendous ability to compensate for the stresses it is being put on it and then it's always at some point in the future it just cannot compensate anymore and it fails and that's in when we're running it's with injuries and when we get people on I've done a post analysis of people of who've come on and they've got an, they've got an injury or a niggle and I look at their historical data and you can often see like six weeks two months ago they were doing some crazy running and you think, think is it that and their body just been compensating and it's just right given up and said no more so it's not necessarily at the point of the crazy no, running no but this is I think this is a key thing it's not actually at the point of when the injury sort of flares up it can be you know as I say four six weeks later and so coming back to what you were saying a, a second ago about um, if you have people inputting their injury yes and you can kind of extrapolate across that, a set that's what we'd like to do yes I mean it's, it's very early days and, uh, and we've got to encourage people to put in, in that sort of data because I think it's, it's, you know, it'd be a common thing particularly as it's not an app is that you know someone goes for a run and we tell them you know to put any injury data in and, and they just don't and they get injured and they just they just don't bother sure um, so we, you know, we've, we've only got you know it's not enough data at the moment and uh, it'd be fantastic to be able to put the resources into dealing with that so when when you initially came up with the concept for trainers one you're talking sort of 2000 mm. so a long time before this sensor data would have been available yeah. on, on the on the mass market yeah would you say that it's that that technology in itself has enabled what you're doing here are there are there things that are coming up are there are there sensors that we'll be getting access to soon that you're really excited about building in yeah uh, well there are there's there's lots uh, as you're right it's only really with the advent of well the smartphone and bringing up bringing um this sort of technology down in price that we can actually do the level analysis we do and also the computing power to do the artificial intelligence um there are lots of sensors you read about you know being developed at different places universities whatever and it will be really interesting to start to get that 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 data and then marry it up with all other data um and it can be as far as it doesn't have to be wearables it could be you know like these sleep monitors um we would like to take in data on your nutrition uh, and then feed that back as well because you know particularly people who are very um into their running you know nutrition can be a very important thing sure um as i say yes we can marry it in sleep then you've got you've got all the other things i mean we said so we we do heart rate at the moment the heart rate is purely like beats per minute type thing and when we get our own app we will be able to do a lot more with that um so like to do a heart rate variability then you've got all these things to do so you know sweat and temperature sensors um you can the uh, muscle uh measuring sensors so these myo 
electrode system so you can they can be at the moment generally they're done as you know sort of patches or something but you can you can get a few uh, startups of producing sort of shorts and stuff which help measure um, your you know the actual activity of individual muscles sure so those sort of things be good there's uh, power meters for for runners where you get them in cycling at the moment um, and then there's there's a couple of people are trying to or ha- have got prototypes, but basically, of parameters for runners. So that's like uh, on the what bike where you have the yeah the so up on, and down and it's measuring. Yeah, the so on a, on a bike, you know, power meter which measure you know the actual power you're putting into your cycle. And so it's like a you know a crank system, and I think yeah, they start off about I think maybe three hundred, four hundred sort of I think pounds or dollars. Um, they produce them, which are very different uh, when you can, and they have them for the cycle bike as well. Um, there's a couple of different ones. One. Uh, the one that springs to mind, talk to them a lot, um, is a basically a, a sole that goes in your shoe, right? And and measures, I think, about five different areas. Uh, the amount of power is actually being exerted by wow. your foot itself. Um, so that's even more. It's going to get more granular there. Yes. It? Where at the moment we can measure, okay, over a five-kilometer run, each one of these meters was recorded at essentially a different speed. Yeah. Whereas this is just a completely other layer of, of data, it, marrying that yes. speed up to how hard you're working yes. and, and what's the difference yeah. there. So it will, um, and that will, that that I could see that that could be really useful, and and we could do a lot of lot of interesting things with that, um, and particularly in real time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are that I've talked to people who've doing some lots. Of, very interesting but a little bit further away you know where they're going to be measuring uh, different enzymes and things coming out of your sweat Um, so some of those then start to go not just into about sport but then into the disease management side of things which um, and daily active you know healthy lifestyle which is another thing I think you know we could take this technology and just keep moving on absolutely yeah so essentially dietary insight from what's coming out of your pores yes Yes, and we, um, you know, uh, we're we're doing running at the moment. Trains one, then you've got the other sports, so cycling and that. Obviously, next step, and then it is onto daily active life lifestyles and using these this this sort of approach uh, to take all these sensor data and then provide not just you know how you should you know, train for for running, but actually things you should be doing in your daily life. Sure. Yeah. So if there's one thing I've learned about runners in 2016. It's that they Series runners are crazy for the for the data. They, they'll they'll pour over mm. their runs and 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 and, uh, and really examine it in depth. Now, what you've got are in the in the beta. How many people are in the in the beta at the moment? Uh, we've had a couple of thousand actual total numbers of users, um, and at any one time at the moment, I, I, as I say, it, it you know keeps going up. Um, we've got uh, I think about 450 500 active plans and so people drop off each week because you know they run a race sure know, but um, then they often come back again a few weeks later or something for another race get started yeah. again do they has there, is there a community forming among the users yes um, which is it, it very it, well I find it very interesting it, it, they are talking about uh, about trains one or about each other on social media um both on you know Facebook and and Twitter, and it's very yeah it's it's interesting to see the sort of banter that goes on. Um, and they, you know there's an element of 
sort of self help, you know, helping each other, a bit of advice. Um, so it's not all about the technology, it's I guess. Right. And you know, though we do have the people, the users have the ability within the app to ask questions, and so they get answers, and they can be any anything related to training, basically. And one of the myself, one of the other sort of coaches, and that will chip in. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant. Yeah. So it's a real supportive yeah. network there. So you mentioned um, some point in the next ten days being able to indicate what you were looking to get out of a individual yeah, race. Yeah. Is that the yeah. next the next development for for oh. Trainers One, or is there what, what's the next big leap that you guys are looking to make? Big, uh, next big leap. Um, we've got so many. So, there's so many which, in some ways, are little, but actually, you know, quite large. Um, I suppose. You know, um, I, I think that is a that's that's a key thing because it's it's something which our users have they want, um, and we've all we've always wanted it, but just for various reason haven't got round to it. So sure. uh, we've got a you know it's a, it, a sort of the first version of that we, we will build. Um, what are the other nice things? Um, we're building we have building a new user in, interface, so that uh, hopefully that will go down well. This, you can preview it already, people like that. Um, other nice things I want to do is at the moment if you want to change what days you're you're running on them, you know how you know how many minutes you're going to do each day and stuff. It's a bit um, it's done on sort of on a weekly default sort of basis. Okay. So if you change it for one week, it automatically changes it for all subsequent weeks. Oh, yeah. But you can do it at any time. But it's just uh, it's, it could be better. So we're we're looking at uh, making that that better, and you could actually you know on a any particular day say yes I want to run that day or don't want to run that day you know at the end it would be nice to have some form of where you see a calendar of your training to be able to just sort of drag and drop your runs around and um, it's not as simple though as just being able to move you know run A from one you know Tuesday to a Thursday because what when you move it it might be a case that, that run has to completely change um, and that's Sure. That's the sort of complexity of it. That's why we haven't done that sort of thing yet. Um, I guess the only other elements for me to touch on are runners, again, are renowned for running until they get until they get to a certain uh, degree of knowledge about what running consists of. Just running. I'm not doing any other strength training or. Yeah. or building a plan out around that do you see trainers one moving in that direction so we go okay well maybe your next session isn't a run it's yep. it's something totally. else yeah totally so at the moment we tell people we actually ask people when they come on board do they do um some form of cross training and we tell people when we're you know sort of speaking to them at all that yeah they should be and you know often they do you know people do ask but yeah, it's definitely one of those things on the um, on the roadmap okay. is cross training, um, either you know, on on the bike or in the gym. You know, strength core and you know core and strength exercises. Um, when I was doing the original um, sort of uh, system with the spreadsheets, I did actually have um, core and strength exercises as well in those, um, and. Some of them, people who had been doing them before were interested in some of the ones that they they always did. And they often see in the magazines, you know, these are the top five things you could do. Sure. That actually, I didn't actually advocate doing some of them. And that's purely because if you looked at some of the research papers, or actually they 
got people doing those particular exercises and actually put EMG, you know, measuring the muscle electricity, actually those muscles that they're actually meant to be targeting aren't actually targeted on EMG. So they're actually not actually doing what they're meant to be doing. Okay. Um, So that's another interesting thing which I I would like to be able to do is actually tell people and and give them the reasons why we're actually doing particular exercises and not doing certain ones. And the the other layer which I think is interesting and it feels like you guys will be granular enough on the data to get into it is the actually uh, you've got a blog on your site about it at the moment the kind of five ways to get your training mojo right yeah um the psychological elements mm. so listening to music a cohort listening to music and a cohort not and, and yeah. how does that training work does yeah. it does it push you to run too hard mm. or i mean is there a way so obviously part of uh trainers one my run this Tuesday might not be based on mm. getting a PB, but keeping a consistent pace and doing a, a certain distance. And could a, a soundtrack at a certain mm. BPM help me to to do that within within you know, before the yeah. app arrives and says, yeah. "Hey, Saul, you're running too fast." Yeah. Is, is there a, is there any interest in exploring that side of it? There, yeah, there is. I mean, I've I've done um, my literature search and all, all all of the sort of music and temp, different tempos of sound and stuff for running and, and it's not as clear cut as you would be told so everyone hears you know in the general press about oh you know to improve your cadence and and get, go running faster you need to have a certain beats per minute and that and it's not actually anywhere near as simple or clear as that and some of the evidence actually goes the other way um, there is obviously an effect there um, and it may be different to different people, um, and I think it's it'd be great to put some effort into really trying to understand that and doing something prop, you know, correct. Um, and we've already we are uh, got potential partners in looking at that space who've got some very uh, unique and clever technology around changing cadence. Uh, or, or tempo of music, which doesn't distort the music and stuff. Right. Which is it's a, it's very different to what everyone else does. Which uh, I'm not a great music listener at all, um, and uh, I, I wouldn't say my ears are very, my ears are very good <laughs> for listening. To but I'm told that when you you know when you change the, the tempo, or if you take a standard track and you just take the the change of tempo and stuff it can distort it and people don't like it and stuff sure and these these people have got ways of dealing with that wow. so it should be and I have listened to it and it does seem perfectly perfectly good ranging at beats of like you know 60 up to 200 and it, um, and it, it, it changes but it still sounds good um, so the, the hope is that we could do something interesting with those guys so that was it my discussion with Sean Radford medical doctor and CEO and founder of Trainers One. So when I was interviewing Sean, uh, Trainers One was still running with a waiting list for people to get access. But since then, uh, they've moved into open beta. So you can try it yourself for free at trainersone.com. Well, that's it from me, your host, Saul Sherry. Thank you very much for listening to the Tech Health Podcast. We will be back with more conversations around technology and health soon.